Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Evelyn. I hope that you're having the most amazing morning, afternoon, or nighttime ever when you're listening to this. I am uh, taking things to a little bit more of a catch-up level. Um, as you know, last episode I did the home homebound traveler episode where I told you about my trip home when I took the time off. Uh, I'm going to talk to you guys about... Um, about some other things today that was so beneficial though and everything that's beneficial that I do um you know that's relaxing or you know I, I get some epiphanies about how important the time with the family is or how important the time with your friends are catching up with people and asking them how they're doing uh is so important and so um I wanted to make sure to uh, catch you guys up on that kind of stuff, too, because uh, we do a lot of educational stuff in here as Apple likes to frame it. Uh, but I also want to have that human experience with you guys as you're going through this journey with me, because that's what it's all about, you know. And so I wanted to share, you know, some of the stuff that happened when I was off. So um, I, I stopped recording the podcast in August through December, right? I had gotten COVID really bad. I went to go see Dave Matthews. It was amazing. I got COVID and, um, I got really sick and I got, it got really difficult to record the podcast because I was losing my voice. I was losing my breath. I have a low grade asthma. It's nothing crazy. I'd got it a couple years ago. I was traveling to New Orleans uh, with a sinus infection that I didn't realize was a sinus infection. It was like the very early stages where I was kind of like, you know, I can't really hear anything that well. You know, it wasn't uh, like I, I was deaf in one ear or anything like that. I just was having some complications hearing and I flew. And when I did, my eardrums had popped. And you know how you feel pressure from the plane or whatever. Well, um, I... Then went into like full on, you know, sickness mode while I was in New Orleans and one of my lungs ended up collapsing and I ended up going into the hospital. Long story short, I was a pack a day smoker at the time. It was in 2017 and they told me pretty much that they weren't going to let me out of the hospital until I started doing these breathing treatments and quit smoking and all of that kind of fun stuff. So I did. And uh, ever since, I've had, you know, a low-grade asthma. I can still have my candles lit. I can still light incense once in a while. I light my Palo Santa wood. I do all the stuff, right? All the things. But I just have to be really careful about it. And I get sinus infections pretty chronically. So it's fine. Uh, but I was having a hard time talking while I was trying to record the podcast. So it was that time for me to take a break. So I took August to December off. I went home. Uh, for a month, uh, and it was fantastic. Then I came back, and uh, we had the hurricane. So today I'm going to talk to you about what happened during the hurricane, what I learned from the hurricane, how scary it was, uh, how blessed we ended up coming out being. I wanted to surface with that because we really did come out blessed in regards to the relation to how others in my area ended up coming out. Um but we still suffered a lot of damages. There was a lot of um, a lot of, of scary moments in there. And so, you know, life is so unpredictable. You know, you think that you are so used to something or that in all these years something has never happened or you think you know everything after a while and um, you really don't. Every once in a while something comes back and it 
it proves to you that you don't know everything, that you aren't an expert at everything ever. And um, that's what happened with the hurricane. So in the week before the hurricane had happened, and of course I'm talking about Hurricane Ian because we had gotten Nicole very shortly afterwards. Uh, In the week that came up to the hurricane in October, uh, I had just been settling in from getting back from Pennsylvania. Uh, I had gone back to work, which was super busy. Usually when I take time off, I take some time off. You know, like I went, I worked from home, but then I took a little bit of time off for the travels back. And when I do that, I've got a lot of work ahead of me when I return back. Sometimes I get anxiety about it. I just want to get it done. Sometimes I come up with these great ideas, these groundbreaking in the shower moments where I'm like, aha, that's what the answer to this is for work. And I have to get it out and I've got to write it down right away. And this was one of those things. I was really busy with work, having all of these meetings and stuff, trying to get everything lined up and organized for where we were at. And uh, one of my team members was like, hey, uh, did you realize that there was a hurricane and it's headed right for the southwest coast of Florida, are you going to evacuate? Well, evacuating at that point just sounded laughable to me. I'd been gone for a month. Uh, You know, I had all of this stuff happening. We had gotten written by our HOA that they were going to be doing some renovations on our place. And, you know, I had just figured out what I was doing with the dog and, you know, all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. I had to shop, you know, because I hadn't had any groceries in the house for a month. And, you know, it was just wild. And so I was like, you know, they always tell us that it's going to come by and it's going to hit us. But it usually hits the other coast. We'll take a look at the spaghetti models and the European models and all of that kind of stuff. Because I do. I've mentioned this podcast before. I get absolutely obsessed with the weather channel whenever there's any type of storm coming ever. Like I'm on top of it. I've got the app on my phone. I'm looking at the radar. I mean, I should have. I probably was a meteorologist in a past life because I am like all over it. Okay. So I, uh, I tell my team member that comes to me. Don't worry about it. It's probably not going to be anything. If it was, they would have let us know like 10 days ago to evacuate. I was here during Irma. And for Irma, it was my very first one that I'd experienced in the 17 years that I'd been in Florida. And I heeded the warning. As soon as they gave it, it was like 10 days ahead of time. I found a place to go. I packed up the dogs in the kitchen sink. Everything in the whole world was in the car. And I drove to North Georgia And I stayed there and I waited out those 10 days. And my job didn't really have a plan at the time for hurricanes because we hadn't had one in so long. I mean, it was ridiculous. I watched the hurricane hit Naples from Hurricane Irma from a cabin in North Georgia with my dogs. And it was petrifying. I saw trees flying past my home. I saw flooding happening. I mean, the Weather Channel really took it to the next level when they covered Irma in in 2017. I think it was also in 2017. Crazy year that 17 was. Anyway, so um, when I returned home from Irma, there were trailers that were wrapped up in balls with blankets and mattresses hanging from them at the top of trees I'm not even kidding the leaves had come off of all of the trees the winds had blown so hard there wasn't a pool cage that was left on any street surrounding my home uh 
it was dr- like driving into a third world country. There was no electricity. There were um, plywood boards on every single window. And they had, you know, spray painted signs, keep out or, um, you know, Irma go away, you know. Um, I returned back to my apartment at the time. Excuse me. To a tree completely through my bedroom window uh, hanging over my bed. Uh, excuse me, dog hair because I had both dogs at the time in a one bedroom apartment. And so there were dog, there was dog hair everywhere from the shakeup, from the air that had come in through the window when the, when the tree had come through it, the, uh, sliding glass doors were loose and almost like hanging with holes. There was water damage. There was backed up sewage. We were on the first floor and the backed up sewage had come into our living room. It was an absolute nightmare. Okay, but I was grateful because we had we'd had 10, 12 days to evacuate. So I was not in the condo when that had happened. So I was so grateful for that. Uh, So whenever I got news of this hurricane coming flash forward to 2022, October, uh, I had not heeded the warning. There had been many, you know, red flags that had come up over the course of the last five years and they were like category one category two and we maybe got a couple drops of rain a lawn chair knocked over you know nothing crazy and I always figured they'll let you know several weeks you know two weeks ahead of time like this is coming make an evacuation plan I remember stopping at rest areas for Irma and running into people with trailers and tractors and all kinds of stuff saying this is the worst that they'd ever seen in the history of living in Florida so like there were warnings way ahead of time for that Point being, the only warning that I had had for Ian was my team member coming to me and saying, have you seen the news or something coming to Southwest Florida? So once I got obsessed and I started watching it and everything, I saw that it was going to Tampa or North Tampa anyway. By the time the size of the bands were going to be hitting, it was not even going to be grazing Naples really, which is where I'm at in Southwest Florida. So, um, you know, I had mentioned this in the premiere of uh, the season, so I'm not going to be too repetitive if you guys listen all the time. But needless to say, after the electricity went out the next morning and everybody started reaching out to us from all over the country, uh, asking us if we were okay, telling us that they were praying for us, telling us that, you know, the devastation around us was crazy. We ended up going down into my car because my car has the internet in it. And we listened to a news station and we couldn't see what they were talking about, but we were listening to the devastation around us. It was the only connection with the outside world that we had. And we were charging our phones and our Kindle and everything, even though we didn't have any internet and the car had the internet enough. And we had heard about like the fire trucks and how there was like half of the water in the town was up over the fire trucks and how the firefighters were wading through the flooded waters of the storm surge. And it was petrifying, absolutely petrifying. We were sitting in our home midday, again, no contact with the outside world, silence befell upon everything. We didn't have any ice. We didn't have anything because we didn't think that... uh, We didn't think that it was 
going to hit us. So we didn't prepare like we usually would. I mean, everything was charged, thank goodness. And like I said, I've got battery-operated animated stuff all over my house because I'm passionate about home interior. So that helped a lot, you know. And plus, I meditate all the time. So I had a million candles at, you know, our fingertips. So that was great. I love the taste of charcoal. So I just happened to have a ton of charcoal. Like those kind of bad habits, uh, if you call them bad habits, really kind of came in handy. Uh, just having charcoal around and, you know, lighters and stuff. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to go to a quick break because I'm talking your head off. And then I'll come back and I'll tell you the rest of what happened for the hurricane. Okay, I'm back. Uh, thank you so much for being interested in what happened over here for Hurricane Ian and listening to this podcast episode. I know that a lot of the listeners listen from all angles, right? Some of you guys listen for a spiritual guidance. Some of you listen for meditation guidance. Some of you guys really want to know what's going on with me. Some of you want to know about lessons that we're learning or tips or finance tricks or psychological tips or, you know, how to handle a certain situation, how to organize your life. And I love that too. So thank you for tuning into this one. As you know, I've got new episodes that come out every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 a.m. And uh, I try to be really consistent with them. Occasionally, I might miss a Wednesday or Saturday. I try not to, though. Um, And I'm really glad that you've joined me and that you're interested in my life and, um, you know, the matters that are the hills and the roller coasters and the coils that I go through, Uh, trying to be my best self, polishing life as it is and learning lessons as I go. And this hurricane was a big uh, eye-opening experience for me. Uh, so as I left off, you know, I have all of these trinkets and things around the house that helped me at the last minute, but we didn't have any ice. So, um, our food was quickly turning into, um, not good situations. (laughs) We'd lost, we'd lost electricity, uh, for hours and hours and hours at this point. And, uh, thank goodness it was cooler outside. This was a later hurricane than what I had experienced in the past. When Irma happened, it was like a hundred and five degrees outside so it was really uncomfortable for this one because it was in October it was like a cool um you know if if anything could be livable it was living without electricity during this time in Florida because it wasn't as hot as it usually is and now I live uh up high I live uh up on elevated floors so um as I was sitting in the living room uh, I could hear all of my windows breaking. I uh, have windows all on the side of my home. And so uh, one by one, uh, I could see out the window. I don't have hurricane shutters because I never thought that I needed them. <laughs> I know, real smart. I'm going to be investing in those this year for sure. Uh, and as I was sitting here, I, the pressure from the ground moving from the flooding that was occurring in the softness of the land around me from all of the rain, it had rained for like you know, 20 hours straight and the the winds were pretty intense. I could hear one window break and then the next window break and the next window was petrifying. We uh, just had our roof done and we could hear stuff coming off the top of the roof, Um, but it wasn't as bad as what Irma was. Irma uh, was absolutely tornado driven for sure. There's nobody who can tell me anything different. And this one was full of storm surge and flooding places. They said any place that had a lake would have severe flooding. And and that's pretty much what happened. We lucked out a lot and we just had soft grounds. There wasn't really a whole lot of flooding in my neighborhood. Um, However, we did have, you know, search and rescue that was out and performing uh, their tasks during 
you know, the time that this was happening, if they could get out. And this was after a time where they tell you when you live in Florida, you know, don't count on search and rescue to come and get you until after the storm is over. So we were considering ourselves pretty blessed to have seen any type of emergency management whatsoever. In the meantime, my job, which is located in the Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, was trying to reach me to make sure that I was okay. Because we didn't realize, again, that it was going to be hitting Naples. We thought it was hitting Tampa. So the fact that it was in Naples was scaring the crap out of everybody who wasn't here. And um, it really meant a lot to me to hear from the people that I heard from to ask me if I was okay. Uh, just because in a scary time like that, we were lucky to even have cell phone res- service anyway. Um and it just it it showed that we were in the thoughts of those people who cared to reach out. Uh, so that was awesome. And um, we watched all the windows break. That was very scary. But then we were hungry and we didn't have any means to be cooking anything. I was afraid if I went out on my lanai that, you know, the whole place would just suck us right through. I just didn't know what was happening. There were so many trees that were flying, things like that, which is normal for a hurricane that um, – I didn't want anything to come through my lanai while I was standing on it. So we had canned goods from the quarantine cupboard that I started back in the pandemic. That's a good thing about having some anxiety as you do things like start quarantine cupboards outside of your pantry, especially when you're a food lover like I am. So that held us over. And then when the storm stopped and the land got normal, people started coming out and walking their animals and taking a look at the damage of what had happened. And during that time, a lot of communication happened between the neighbors. Are you okay? Yes. Are you okay? Yes. Do you need anything? No. I've got medicine. Do you need medicine? No, I'm good. Yes, I do. Do you have any of this? Just a lot of the reminders that in the face of disaster, a lot of people come together and they it doesn't matter if you guys are close or you're not close or whatever. It's such a beautiful thing to see people that are in need coming together. I uh, then whipped up the charcoal on the on the lanai. Totally not allowed to do that, by the way. Uh, you know, but in the face of disaster, we were starving. <coughs> You're not allowed at all to have any type of flame whatsoever on, you know, your property. But we weren't the only ones. We were surrounded by people who were hungry and didn't have any electricity. And so I ended up making a complete breakfast from everything that was going to go bad. I made eggs and bacon and toast and all kinds of stuff on the charcoal grill. It was phenomenal. It was probably the best bacon and eggs I've ever had. And like I said <laughs> earlier in the podcast, not too crazy about eggs because it's like my life for so long. I get I get really bored with eggs. And... um. But it was, it was amazing. It was delicious. And I didn't end up ruining my pan. I thought that it would, you know, ruin the pan because I was camping outside. I made coffee. It was the best coffee I've ever had. I'm not even kidding. And I drink coffee every day. It was just the appreciation for having it after not having it or thinking that I'm not going to have it or being able to utilize. We lost so much food. I had gone – I had gone to – um. I had gone to the store and bought a bunch of groceries right after I got back from Pennsylvania and they were all gone. They were all gone. And as you know, with inflation, groceries are so expensive. Uh, And so I was like just uh, I was beside myself at the amount of of loss. Like I knew that the windows we had had a window appraised not long ago um, because of the ground moving. 
so much around our place. We live in a, a community that has 27 lakes. It's famous for it. So, um, you know, the ground is moving all the time. You know, Florida is a big swamp anyway. So once we had that appraised, it was several hundred dollars. So as I was watching on my windows break, it was just like taking out a piece of me every time I could hear it, you know, crashing or whatever. And so I had the insurance companies come out and look at it right away. But because of the extensive damage that the entire southwestern state of Florida experienced, everybody's on a waiting list. Needless to say, the piping people ended up coming and putting holes all through the walls and they haven't come back to inspect yet, which is crazy. Uh, and then, I, like I said in the earlier in the season, I uh, have these plastic coverings all over these holes and I'm such a... Um, perfectionist when it comes to I don't want this to happen I don't want this to happen I know this is going to happen this probably won't happen but I need to be okay if this does like I'm such a preparation person that you know it drove me absolutely crazy so we went through a lot of donations and things like that through that so that was good because so many people needed so many things at that time uh, but yeah still have all the broken windows as I sit here talking to you today uh, and it was a learning experience. It brought everybody together. I ended up for work doing a couple uh, charitable, charitable functions with Convoy of Hope. Amazing people uh, that are so uh, helpful and aided by so many different companies across the United States that it's not even talked about. It's not talked about enough, actually. It was, it was phenomenal. We had a whole staff from New Jersey come down. We did a nurtures event, uh, which was incredible. And we were able to go out there and help the people in Fort Myers Beach, man. Fort Myers Beach was absolutely laid flat uh, for the most part. The, the floodwaters, if you see on YouTube the uh, footage of those floodwaters coming in from the storm surges, there are things in that ocean that I would never uh, be able to get over or in that ocean um, to this day. Uh, when my friend Amy came down, which I'll talk to you guys about probably in the next episode, uh, she wanted to go in the ocean and stuff. I was like, eh, I don't think you want to do that for a while. There are people that are like in it and swimming and all excited and all kinds of stuff. And like I told them like, I'm not going to be swimming and hit my foot off of the car window of, you know, a long lost car. People lost cars. There are still missing people that I'm sure are in that water. There are dead fish all over the beach. Hopefully they get it cleaned up. But like they just canceled a bunch of events that were going on at the beach here in Naples because some of those multi-million dollar homes that are on Port Royal and things like that. These are Googleable things for you if you're not familiar with Southwest Florida. Um, they lost all of their their first floors and their pianos and all of that expensive furniture and all of the stuff in their fireplaces and everything and their stokers and books everything is in the ocean right now so you know it's it's this crazy transitional time for southwest florida and as much as i love to live here and i do love to live here i uh, also love going to the beach i love watching the sunrises there i love watching the sunset there um sunrises are a little iffy because they they always rise on the other coast but it's still the cloud movements and the colors and everything that comes along with it is indescribable. And I watch the sunset there. I, I meditate there a lot and haven't been able to in quite some time because of the overwhelming smell of dead fish. The uh, pier is absolutely destroyed. It's taken out completely. Uh, there are just posts sticking up out of the ground and wires and rods and things like that. It was an incredible learning experience. It was humble pie it, all the way. Because, uh, you know, you think that you live in this amazing area. And I do. I love where I live. Um, but it is so fragile. And it is so 
uh, created by humans. You know, this is a lot of the beautiful nature that is conserved is appreciated more, like the sanctuary and Rookery Bay is this area down here where you can actually walk amongst the alligators. And uh, it's just, it's it's phenomenal, but you have to have that respect for the nature and you have to have the respect for what could happen. And you also have to take a look at what you have and realize that they're just things and that they could be here today or tomorrow. And that was a big lesson that I learned that I thought was important to share because everything that you have is a material possession, right? Unless it's a relationship or a friendship, you know, any type of role that you have that means something to somebody else or a job that you perform that changes the life of someone, that is the true meaning of what counts. And it's good to be reminded that once in a while. And that's what the hurricane had done for me. The windows are repairable, but again, just things. The the roof, the piping, the holes, they're all just things. And uh, what's great is that we came out with our health. What's unfortunate is all the people who didn't. And uh, pulling together to help them get back on their feet is something that I'm all about. So anyway, talking your head off. Again, a lot of coffee. I hope that you have an amazing morning. I hope that you have a great afternoon whenever you're listening to this and a good night. Please tell your family and friends about this podcast. I would love to uh, bring as many people onto the journey as possible. I am on every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern. And um, yeah, follow me on Life Over Matter podcast. Let's chat a while. And uh, if nothing else, I just hope that you continue to listen. Until next time. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and good night.